starting off at 40,000 bucks. Oh man, this is great. The Ford F-150 Lightning. So I've asked the question numerous times, what is it going to take? What actually is it going to take to get some consumers, more consumers than the two, three percent that we have converted from using typical combustion engines to electric engines, thus reducing our dependence on fossil fuels, creating less smog ridden cities. I mean, we've already seen it. We've seen that people not going to work amidst the pandemic, unfortunately, reduced smog in really large cities like L.A., and I think having the the number one selling in America Ford F-150, having an electric version of, it, of that is definitely going to tip the scales. It's definitely going to make people think twice in a land where we survive off of double cheeseburgers and gas guzzlers galore. Let's talk about it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, so let's get into it. I know why you're here. I teased about the Ford F-150 Lightning, teased about how this can prompt us to get more electric vehicles on the road. But let's talk about the Lightning. Let us talk about it. So, of course, like I said, the most popular vehicle in the U.S. is a truck. It's the Ford F-150. And, of course, it's starting out at just under $40,000, 40000 rounding up, which is... 39,974 bucks. They should have just said 39,999, but they didn't do it. But that is the base model, which will clock in at 230 miles. To me, that's a meh. Now, of course, the extended range version starts in the mid 50,000s and it can go about 300 miles. So, of course, you know, if you get this, you can, of course, get that $7,500 federal tax credit that, you know, some people are going to be upset about. Ultimately, you're doing the country a service, not a disservice by having an electric vehicle. Let me put this as an aside for all of you people out there that are listening. That is a if you're a hater of electric vehicles, what I want you to do is to politely pause this podcast delete all of the episodes that you have of mine and just unsubscribe. Here's the thing. Whether you drive a gas car or an electric car, you're not a bad person for doing either thing. So no one has the right to be upset as someone who is actively trying to not destroy the environment. We have enough Tesla hate going on. And I really do hope with Ford getting into the game, with GMC getting into the game, we can stop that. So, of course, right now, right now, Ford is taking reservations for $100. Absolutely amazing. Now, 
Another thing to note is that the Ford F-150 Lightning, they're built using Ford's four-door Super Crew cab, and the gas version actually starts at $36,650. So essentially, $37,000 for Super Crew F-150, $40,000 for Super Crew F-150 Lightning. We're seeing that gap, that price gap that we normally see between electric vehicles, we're seeing that get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer it is absolutely amazing and of course the here's the thing about the ford f-150 that i think is great it looks like an f-150 i love I, i'm not a truck person at all i do not like trucks i think they're huge i think they're massive and i think they're terrible commuter cars that's just my personal opinion now with that being said the Ford F-150 is a great looking truck. Let's just be honest here, folks. Let's be honest. And having that electric counterpart look essentially spot on as the gas version without looking dorky. Now, look, guys, we have seen we have seen these hybrid cars, which the wheels are different and they might have a hatchback or some weird weird spoiler that just doesn't belong or some grill that looks too low or too big we've seen them on the road for years and all of it is unsightly here's the thing guys we always want to drive something that looks nice of course it's just it's just the crazy person in us that's trying to impress the joneses we want to have a vehicle that can be a head turner but you don't want to be a head turner in a bad way which some of these hybrid vehicles have done now with that being said neither of the 230 or the 300 mile specs have been officially rated by the epa which is the environmental protection agency yeah remember remember the epa that was tried that for some reason someone tried to destroy it yep it's still around now one of the really cool things is that this thing is actually going to be able to measure the payload. So therefore, when you're towing something, there is an onboard scale that will help measure that payload. So the extended range lightning, the one that I said that I was going to cost in the mid 50,000s, that is going to be able to tow up to 10,000 pounds, which is more than what most affordable gas powered F-150s are capable of towing now when it comes to the standard range f-150 lightning it maxes out at 7,700 pounds now electric vehicles we're always talking about the front or the front trunk now here's the thing you're dealing with the freaking ford f-150 the front trunk is enormous, folks. <laughs> like, I'm looking at a picture of this thing. I'm seeing it on a work site. I'm going to link you guys to this article that I'm using as a reference, as I normally do, from The Verge. This front trunk, guys. It, like I said, I'm a fan of the F-150. This thing is enormous. It is, an, it is freaking enormous. Now, with that being said... Let, let's just break it down 14.1 cubic feet or 400 liters and it can carry 400 pounds of all of your crap and of course 
let, let oh gosh it, it, it's so much good stuff um i do want to talk about ford's charging network the ford pass charging network here's the thing charging in america is still a freaking disaster because there's no one set way to do it and this is where in my opinion tesla has royally dropped the ball all of the because tesla there are superchargers all throughout the united states and all over the world they're everywhere so what needs to happen is that these other manufacturers simply need to pay the Tesla tax and utilize the supercharging network. And all the only thing that it's going to do is, see, they're thinking about competition. I'm thinking about me, you, who? The consumer. And it simply makes it easier on us because it says, hey, I buy an electric vehicle. I see a Tesla supercharger. Boom, let's get the charging. Let's do this. But it is a sore spot. And like I said, I'm going to link this article. It, it, it does leave a little bit to be desired. It does leave a little bit desired. But let's talk about it, though. The Ford F-150 Lightning with the extended range battery can take on about 54 miles in 10 minutes and can charge from 15% to 80% in 41 minutes. The standard range battery will take longer, though. It can take on 41 miles of range in 10 minutes at a 150 kilowatt charging station, and it takes about 44 minutes to charge from 15 to 80%. Now, let's talk about the tech on the inside of this thing. You gotta love tech. You have to love tech. So it's going to be outlets and onboard power. There's also going to be a fold-out workstation in the center console, which has enough space for a laptop, a pad of paper, eh, or your lunch. And then, and then this thing is going to be equipped with a 15.5-inch portrait touchscreen. Absolutely amazing. This thing is freaking beautiful. So, of course, the screen is going to be running Ford's Sync 4A, which is the latest version of the automaker's infotainment system. We know that most infotainment systems are garbage, but we're going to give this one a chance. And this guy actually debuted in the Mustang Mach-E, and it has that classic dial <laughs> at the bottom that's made this part of the screen. Really interesting. Um, but, of course... There are trim levels, as with everything. If, um, for, for certain people out there, you might have the LE or the LS. So in this case, if you want this 15.5-inch screen, you have to pay for either the Lariat or the premium trim. So the base model Lightning comes with a quote-unquote less flashy landscape-oriented 12-inch capacitive touchscreen that runs the standard version of sync for this version of the truck will still get over the air updates works with carplay and android auto and has onboard lte hotspot capability so it's not mi missing much in the dashboard tech department so like i said guys i think that this is going to be quite the compelling vehicle because you you have a lot of bobs and rons out there that say this is good old America. I'm going to drive the biggest honking truck that I can. And guys, <laughs> sometimes we have to make a change. And I honestly do feel like 
Bob, Ron, you guys can do your jobs. You can be great in a Ford F-150 Lightning that doesn't spray out the pollutants that a traditional Ford F-150 has. And the beautiful part is that Ford is calling it a F-150. This is going to be amazing. And I and I really do hope, Bob, Ron, you this this creates a turnaround for you. I mean, my grandfather, he drives a truck and I would love to see his next truck be an electric vehicle. He doesn't drive it that much. So while you do drive, why utilize that gas? Why have those emissions? And this is from someone I love cars, guys, but I do feel like the future is electric. But let's talk about a couple of those downsides of an electric future and we will wrap up this episode. So the downsides, the downsides that no one really likes to talk about. Well, I'm here to burst a couple of bubbles. One one of the first things that no one ever talks about when it comes to any of these EVs, electric vehicles, are the maintenance on the batteries. Battery technology is not something that we have mastered. Why? Let's just let's rewind the clock. Remember a few years ago when Apple was accused of slowing down older iPhones. Well, they did this in order to preserve the battery. Phones, batteries get hot where their CPU cycles are ramping up, things of that nature. So they're throttling them down in order to prevent the aging of your battery. Batteries age. When batteries age, guess what? They're not going to have that same range. We've already seen this happening with older Tesla Model Xs that have been out for a while. So here's the thing. How much are these new battery packs for your vehicles? How much are they going to cost? Because cars that have been paid for, you put gas in them and you move on with your life. Now, how much gas are you putting into your vehicle per year? For all of you Toyota Camry folks out there, you're probably not spending tons and tons of money on gas. But all of you Ford F-150 Dodge Ram people out there, you might be spending a lot of money on gas. But let's flip that to all new batteries for your vehicle. How much is this going to cost? Ten or $15,000? How much... How how often are you going to have to have those? And then let's think about the fact of leasing and buying programs. How many people are going to lease these vehicles? How many are going to buy these vehicles? Now, once these cars are done, once these things are dead, then how are we going to deal with this e-waste? Second off, let's talk about the fact of OTA over the air. And what do I mean by over the air? These cars are becoming more and more, even gas cars are becoming more and more connected. And to be completely honest, I love it, but I absolutely hate it. The day in which we have where your car can get hacked, we, we already saw a line of vehicles get hacked. But the more and more that we start to place cars online with 4, 4 and 5G connections, the more and more that they have connections to the Internet and Internet of Things. 
I just foresee problems around that. And last but certainly not least is the charging issue. Guys, these big conglomerates, they hate working together. They un unless it's to hurt you, the consumer, then they'll speak up and rally. They companies will rally together to say, hey, Tesla can't sell in this state because they're doing direct to consumer sales. They will rally together and put together devices that can't be taken apart because hashtag we're making things better. But they can't rally together and say, hey, we're going to make a easy systemic way of fueling, providing energy for your EVs. Now, current current state for most individuals, you have your you have your Exxons, you have your BP, you have your Shell station, you have Dodges, whoever the heck you get your gas from. You go to it, you select the octane, and it's gas. Now, some people they they'll put a few additives in. Some people might some might have terrible gas like, you know, Walmart gas or what have you. But for the most part, it's all gas and there are gas stations everywhere. So what I want to see is a flip. I want to see a flip from gas stations to just generic service stations with all service stations offering generic EV charging lanes. Is it going to happen? Probably not in the immediate future, but hopefully there will be some smart service stations, maybe Shell, come on Shell, maybe Exxon, and they will say, you know what, we need to start making our companies more progressive and smarter. So guys, those are the only pitfalls that I can see. Otherwise, Ford F-150 Lightning, what are you guys thinking about? Tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. Let's keep the conversation going. Huge fan of cars, huge fan of vehicles, huge fans of the four-wheel things, and hopefully most of the future is electric. Hey, still have some fun in your old school car. Still have some fun on that cool zippity-doo-dah on the weekends. Guys, until next time, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.